What up and welcome to the Beneath the Dirt Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Bone. Thank you for tuning in. Episode 165 in the high. Much love. Thank you for everybody that's tuned in right now, whether you're on YouTube or your favorite podcasting app. And what's really good? It's been a couple weeks. What is really good? Y'all held me down last week while I was sick as fuck. No COVID. But I was sick as goddamn. I really wanted to fight through it and re- just record the shit last week, but I didn't have it in me. I was sicker than a motherfucker. Shout out to everybody that reached out. And, uh, you know, for all the well wishes, get well soons and all that get good shit. Much love. I'm still a little congested. You know, still, still a little bit of a lingering sickness. I don't know if you can fucking hear it or not, but... We here, man. We here. Taking a week off. I haven't took a week off since early July 2019. I was really trying to be like Cal Ripken Jr. in this motherfucker and just go every week, just nonstop. But that motherfucking sickness got me. I don't know, just some cold, flu, whatever the fuck it was. God damn, shit bit me in the ass, got me good, but we've motherfucking back, and it feels good to be back. Thank you again to everybody that held me down while I was gone. You know, no no episode last week, so, but we fucking back, man. Feels fucking good, you know, back in the basement, you know what I mean? Mom's upstairs cooking me some fucking mac and cheese. What is really good? And, uh... What's really good? I want to send a couple fucking shout outs. Donations that came in this week. I want to send a shout out to Buckshot. Sending in a donation this week. This dude is the fucking, you know, mega supporter of the podcast. Super appreciated. Buckshot. Thank you for the donation. You know, I I just can't express how fucking awesome that shit is. Getting a donation from you, from Buckshot. So, yeah. Super fucking appreciated, man. Much fucking love. Merry Christmas to you and your family. All that good shit. Stay safe. I want to send another shout out to Corey Burnett. Sending in a donation. He writes, I'm celebrating ICP moving all their streams to Twitch for free by giving the money they refunded me from Patreon to you. You deserve it for all the work you do. Keeping the underground wicked shit alive. Hope you're feeling better. Merry Christmas. Whoop whoop. Corey Burnett, whoop whoop. Merry Christmas. All that good shit. Thank you for your fucking super generous donation. Shout out to... Man. Super appreciated. Much fucking love. Corey, Buckshot, with their donations this week. Fucking killed it. And anybody else that has donated throughout the year. You know, just in general, since I've had donations open. Thank you. It just, you know... It's crazy, man. The the amount of love that I get on this show, you know, for doing what I do. And uh man, I, I just I don't know. I don't know how to how to repay, but I guess by doing the show, just keep doing what the fuck I'm doing, you know? I guess that's how I could repay repay you back. Anybody that's fucking donated, man. Just man. Fucking fire. Super fresh. And uh, thank you again, man. I just can't 
I can't say it enough to anybody that supports. Whether you donate or you just listen, comment, like, all that shit. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Super appreciated, man. And, uh, fuck yeah. We got a bunch of shit to talk about. We got shit from last week that we didn't get a chance to talk about. Shit that happened this week. You know, it's the time of the year where it's slow. Ain't much news really popping off anyway. So, yeah, but we but we got some shit to talk about. And first up, it's fucking here, man. It's finally here. Beneath the Dirt merch. If you're watching on YouTube right here or Spotify video, I got the t-shirt right fucking here. We got the merch, man. It's fucking, it's live right now. BeneathDirt.com. Go. It brings you to my link tree. It'll be the very first link at top to get the new t-shirt there is also a hoodie option available as well this shit came out fresh as fuck super dope i mean just look at that shit man look at that fucking fresh you got the beneath the dirt podcast on the back of the shirt shout out to mikey bone road for the design fucking fresh man t-shirts hoodies live right now beneath dirt.com Go and get you one. Go and get you one. And stay fucking get nice and fresh. I know it's the holiday season right now. But the merch is fucking here, man. And, uh, yeah. Fucking, you know. It's quality shit. Gildan t-shirts. Gildan hoodies. Yeah. Go cop that shit. I'm, I'm super hyped for it. And, uh, it's, it's, it's gonna bring you to... Um, store frontier. So it's on demand printing and, uh, yeah. Store frontier has the fucking quality shit and you can go cop your shit right now beneath dirt.com. Like I said, and, uh, fuck man, I don't, I don't know what else to say, but we got the fucking t-shirts and hoodies live right now. Finally, finally, after fucking mad delays, mad delay. And that's, that's all on me, but better late than never. New t-shirts, hoodies, right fucking now. Go cop that shit. And uh, what else? Yeah, we're nearing the end of the year. The year is almost fucking over. We're going to have a year-end wrap-up podcast going down. We're going to have the top 20 albums of 2021 going down. So the next couple of weeks, the next couple podcasts for the next couple weeks might be a little bit different might not be news related we'll see how it fucking we'll see how the news turns out you know see what comes in for news and um if it's not much we're just gonna we're gonna do that year end up wrap year year end wrap up show and then we're gonna do another top 20 albums show uh, but if there is news, shit, we might drop two podcasts in a week. I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. I just want to throw that out there. But yeah, be on the lookout for the top twenty albums in the year end up year end wrap up show. I don't know why I can't fucking say that shit. But yeah, much fucking love, man. Super hyped. And let's let's get into some news. Shall we? We're eight minutes fucking into the show already. Let's stop fucking around. Chris Calico last week, a week and a half ago at this point, dropped a single 
called Snowfall. That is out now. You can go bump that shit, Chris Calico. Uh, I actually didn't listen to this. Anything that dropped last week, really, I still haven't even really got a chance to listen to. I was just sick in the house. And my ears, my ears are still kind of fucked up, popping and shit from me being congested and whatnot. But uh, yeah, so I haven't really got a chance to listen to much. So I haven't got a chance to listen to this Snowfall song, but it is out now. It's been out. And then he dropped another one this past Friday called Gifted. Um, Got to pull up my notes here. Featuring Shushu, a.k.a. Crystal Watson. I believe that's his wife. That is out everywhere. And I did get a chance to listen to this one. I listened to uh, the playlist that I made this week while I was prepping the show. I did get a chance to listen to this one as well. Not bad. Um, I believe both of these songs are on that wrapped up CD that he's putting out um, on the 17th. Go to the website right now and look it up. Yep, Snowfall and Gifted. So... At this point, all seven songs that are on this wrapped up 21 CD um, have been released. Like, we've heard all this shit before. So, yeah, <laughs> there you go. But, hey, at least he's putting out on a CD. I've said this shit before. Like, Jaron Benton releasing all those singles. He never put, put them out on a CD or anything like that. Um, glad to see Chris Calico doing that. And it's his first official project. Since leaving Strange Music. I don't know why people wanted to fucking debate me with this. But that year that wrapped up 21 is his first official project since leaving Strange. Yeah. And congrats to Chris Calico for fucking doing what he does. You know, stays killing it in the underground, all that good shit. Um, In this week's show, we're just going to go with it. You know... I usually have like a format where I break down my favorite songs. Then we get into some news. This shit's just going to be all over the place because we missed a couple weeks. And let's just keep it going. Strange music related. Current strange music artist, Maze 301. Getting ready to drop his next album. Hello, Goodbye, January 14th. You can pre-order that shit now. So Maze 301. Um, This dude just... Stays dropping fucking music. I feel like this dude just signed, what, two years ago? And we're already getting the third album from this dude? So, I believe it's his third album, right? Not big into Maze, you know, just... But, he's getting ready to drop another fucking album. That's pretty dope. Um, You know, Strange fucking stays busy, man. They just stay pumping out music. Stay pumping out music. And another group that stays pumping out music is Twisted. Last time we were here on the Beneath the Dirt podcast, we were talking about how Twisted was offering a Black Friday mystery EP with orders over, what, 75 bucks? Something like that. The EP did hit YouTube. It is up on YouTube now for your fucking listening pleasure. No word if this will be available on Apple Music, Spotify, you know, other DSPs. 
but someone did get the CD, put it up on YouTube. Uh, I did listen to it, and it sounds like it's leftover Eastside Ninjas tracks that just weren't finished and didn't make the album. Now, if you like the Eastside Ninjas album, that's good. If you were one of the ninjas that wasn't feeling the Eastside Ninjas project like me, uh, it's actually good because these songs are better than anything pretty much from the Eastside Ninjas album. Like this, it's a four track EP and the shit is dope. Shit's dope. Uh, yeah. I don't know what else to say. Shit is fucking fire, twisted, you know, some leftover Eastside Ninjas tracks from what it sounds like. And, uh, you know, I dig it more than anything on the ESN project that actually fucking came out. So you can peep that shit on YouTube. I don't think it's available anymore. They did have another sale last weekend where you could get the CD if you spent $75. So yeah. The Black Friday Twisted EP is leftover ESN tracks, but they are banging. They're dope. Blaze is on a couple of them. And I dig it. Short fucking EP, like 15 minutes, some shit like that, maybe even 12 minutes. I can look it up on my phone right here because I got it up on my Apple Music. You know, I pulled pulled some Ninja Tactics and uh, ripped it from YouTube and got it up on my phone. Yeah, 14 minutes, couple tracks featuring Blaze. The track list that they had put up on YouTube, whoever uploaded it, said one of the songs was featuring Blaze, but I didn't hear Blaze on that shit. So I should have to fix that for my own, uh, my own, you know, listening pleasure. But yeah, Twisted. I mean, these dudes dropped the 420 EP earlier this year. They dropped the Unlikely Prescription album. They dropped Songs of Sam Hain. Now we get the Black Friday EP, the East Side Ninjas Project. These dudes, I mean, they dropped, what, three or four last year as well? Like, God damn, these dudes pump out mad music. And a lot of it is really fucking good really good so peep that shit it's up on youtube if you were curious again no word if it'll be released on any of the other dsps another album that dropped you know keep it keeping it kind of emony related you know buckshot boondocks boondocks who is on emony they dropped the hell's kitchen overdrive last week and uh, I did get a chance to listen to it because, you know, I was on the road for work this past week after after I fought off my sickness. I got a chance to listen to it, and it's not bad. Not a bad listen. Um, I'm seeing a lot of good feedback on the Hell's Kitchen Overdrive album. It is all original beats, unlike the first Hell's Kitchen project, which was like all death row beats, or damn near all death row death beats. That shit was, uh, I really dug that shit. I love Boondocks on Jagged Beats. I don't know what it is. I just love Boondocks, Turncoat Dirty, whatever the fuck, on some Jagged Beats. Like when he was in Psychopathic Riders. Man. Tell me Boondocks was not the highlight of that Psychopathic Riders album. Duck, duck the fuck down, right? That was the one. Like that dude was killing it on that shit. And ever since, I just love, dude, when he's, when he, Gets on some jack beats, fucking kills it. But anyway, the Hell's Kitchen Overdrive project is out. I've seen a lot of good feedback for it. I listened to it 
It's not a bad listen. You know, we seven doing some different sounds on there with guitars and shit. You know, they're really going hard with the production for this Hell's Kitchen Overdrive project. And, uh, yeah, that shit is out now. I mean, Buckshot, fuck it. Another dude stays busy. I mean, Boondocks, too. They just pump out mad, mad fucking music. And then if you were one of the lucky ones that got to go to a mob-style Christmas this past Saturday, um, you had your chance to get the mob-style Christmas album. And if you got the VIP package, you know, you got a special edition with some bonus tracks. I managed to get my hands on the Mob Style Christmas album, and I did get a chance to listen to it. And I like it better than the Hell's Kitchen Project, personally. I like it better. Um, Afraid of Ghosts, Zodiac Imprint, Hell's Kitchen, Jamie Madrox. That's a fucking dope track. I like the solo Buckshot songs. Those are really dope. You know, I like how it was Christmas themed, but it wasn't like just so... It wasn't overdone on these songs. And they and they came out really good. The Mr. Gray song, Winter Soldier, is fucking fire. The Buckshot and Twisted Animus song is dope. Um, Lex the Hexmaster has a song on here. And, man, it fucking... It feels good to hear Lex the Hexmaster being mixed pro- like good. Like that song sounds fucking good. And I know I'm I feel like sometimes I'm talking to a fucking wall when it comes to mixing and sound quality shit. Most people don't give a fuck. But me, it fucking it was good to hear Lex mixed good. Uh the solo Triz track is dope. The mob style Christmas uh project that buckshot put together is dope and definitely worth the listen i don't know if it will be available digitally if i'm a betting man i'd probably say yes um probably be available for purchase shit already who knows buckshot be putting shit up mad quick and the fucking artwork is fire man i mean ghostbusters how can you go wrong you know you got the smoking joe marshmallow man the fucking Slimer, Boondocks Blaze, ROC Buckshot, the Ghostbusters. Really dope. Love the artwork. Love the theme for that shit. And peep the album. Like I said, it's, it'll probably be available for purchase at some point, if not already. And uh, probably, probably digitally at some point as well. But it's definitely... Definitely worth the listen. I enjoyed it more than the Hell's Kitchen project. I mean, how many projects did Buckshot put out this year, right? Double Dragon, Cabal. He dropped Night of the Zombie. Hell's Kitchen. He dropped the Turncoat Dirty project through Mob Style. You know, that was a collaboration with uh, Mob Style and M&E. We got the Mob Style Christmas. Dude dropped mad music this year. Those Cabal, that Cabal and Double Dragon, those projects. Some of the best in the year. Oh, 
fucking fire. But yeah, that dude fucking stays killing it, stays fucking just, you know, consistent. Like, I love the consistency, too. It's just super dope. Very dope to see. But let's keep it going. Uh, M&E related. A la Zuli Lou. They had the Axmas 24-hour live stream. They ended up only going 21 hours, I believe. But they went for a fucking damn near whole 24 hours. Up on their YouTube channel. I got to check out some of it. Uh, you know, I I ch- popped in here and there throughout their stream. Um, you know, they were taking donations and some of the proceeds were going to a children's hospital in Ohio, which was really dope. I saw them get asked a question what their favorite and least favorite Joker's cards were. And Billy Obey and Joey's Black favorite Joker's card. Hell's Pit. Hell's Pit. That's fucking crazy. I know people love the Hell's Pit album. I'm not a big fan of it. But I was kind of surprised to hear them say that the Hell's Pit album was their favorite. Uh, Joey, uh, sorry, Lee Carver. He said, I believe he said either Riddlebox or Malenko. It goes back and forth. But, you know, to hear them say, uh, you know, Joey and Billy... Their favorite was Hell's Pit was like, all right. I mean, I know a bunch of other people that got Hell's Pit at the top of their list. So, I mean, whatever. It's just cool to hear dudes like that, you know. Because, I mean, we all grew up on this shit. They've said it before. They grew up on this shit. They're a product of this shit. And they're just continuing the fucking tradition. Super dope. Um, I didn't get to see any of the performances. From Zool, super famous fun time guys, the hooligans or Donnie Menace. Didn't see the performances. I don't know how they went. I was watching UFC Saturday night. I'm a UFC guy. If you didn't fucking know, I don't think I've ever said that before, but I fucks with UFC heavy. Amanda Nunez lost. That shit was crazy. And those girls were beating the fucking shit out of each other. And then fucking Poirier lost too, man. What the fuck? But anyway, I was too busy watching fucking the UFC. Didn't check out the live performances from the Axmas special. But I'll probably go back and check them out. Because it is up on YouTube. You know, go go back and watch the uh, the replay, if you will. So, a shout out to Zool for fucking raising money for charity. Dope shit. It's always good to see, you know, people giving back. You know, that's in our scene, you know, giving back to especially children, man. Children's hospitals, like, the shit is sad as hell, man. Kids with cancer and shit, what the fuck? Fuck they do to deserve that shit, you know? But yeah, Axmas went down. They streamed for close to 24 hours. You know, props to them for that. And then uh, at some point last week, they put up holiday-themed Forever Face 2.0s. Limited to a total of 125 between the three. You had a St. Prick, Ginger Dead, and a Candy Cane. Uh, that Candy Cane one is fucking fire. The white with the red. I really That one was my favorite of the three. I still think the Forever Face 2.0 is like 
the goaded forever face of all the faces that they've released at this point. I know there's only, you know, one forever face, but they got all the other designs they got. I still think the 2.0 forever face is the goaded forever face. I just love the way that shit looks super dope. And that red and white one or the white with red is fucking fire. And those shits sold out mad quick. By the time I caught wind of it, usually by the time I catch wind of them selling a mask, the shit is already fucking sold out. Like, it's too late. If you don't tune, in, tune into those Tuesday terror shows, and if you don't know by now that they be putting up masks on Tuesday, like, if you're not checking the Zoom art on Tuesday night, then you're fucking up. Because that's when they put their shit up. For sale. And them shit sell out mad quick, man. Mad quick. So, yeah. I mean, if you got one, good for you. Those will probably be worth fucking money. And, uh, you know, shout out to Axe for fucking pumping these masks out. Pumping all this merch out. And selling it the fuck out consistently. Very dope. You know, keeping it limited like that is a good idea as well. Very fucking dope. But uh, let's get into what if we, you know, what are we, what are we fucking doing here, right? Let's get into the main story this week, shall we? Rude boy, in his book, I got the image right there, but I got the fuck. I could just hold the fucking book right here. Let's see, right here. This book is big as fuck. Look how big this fucking book is. Bigger than my fucking head, yo. Look at that shit. Bigger than my fucking head. And I got a big ass head. You see, I got my little bookmark. Haven't got that far into it yet. You know, that's the front. I've only read the first couple. Uh, I guess you could call it doors. I'm about to start door number three. You know, you could say while I was sick, I could have fucking read this book, right? But I just, I did read a little bit of it. I got it. Early last week, right? But it is available up on Amazon right now. I ordered it on a fucking Sunday. Got it on a Monday. You know, Amazon just with the fast fucking delivery. But this book is thick as fuck and just big as fuck in general. But, you know, I know words are hard to read. I know words are fucking difficult to read. But if you look at it, you know. The text is pretty big. We got pictures in there as well. So it ain't that fucking hard to read. Um, So don't let the words intimidate you. And even though I've only got through the first couple doors that they're calling it instead of chapters, it's not a bad list or bad listen. It's not a bad read. It's a lot of the dude from rocks TV so far and not much of rude boy, you know, just, Going through the beginning, the very beginning of this book, you know, we got a foreword from Violent J on here. Violent J, bigging up Rude Boy. Um, I'm definitely gonna dive into it more and read it. Just haven't, you know, since I got back to work from being sick, and while and while I was sick, my mic. All right, we're back. A little bit of a technical difficulty, but we're fucking back. My mic was cutting out right there. That was weird. 
Don't know why. I might need a new fucking cord for my shit, but we should be good for now. And I'm going to try to not touch my shit. But anyway, Rude Boy's book, My Life, The Fun House, is up on Amazon right now. You can cop that shit. Like I said, I got mine in a day. It came really fast, as Amazon Amazon usually does. It's a big-ass book. Um, paperback. I almost call it a soft cover. That shows you how much I fucking read. I wish there was a hard cover hardcover option but doesn't really fucking matter i guess and uh you know i'm looking forward to fucking diving into it because even though it's a lot of the rocks tv dude that you know mike shepherd who helped rude boy write this from what i've read so far is a pretty good read so yeah i'm looking forward to it uh, diving into it more and uh you know rude boy shout out to rude boy for putting out the fucking book i mean i don't know what else to say really i did see he did do an interview with don chaos shout out to don chaos he did do an interview you know plugging the book and all that shit a lot of talk of people should be uh grateful for icp and you know they should uh You know, we know who he was talking to in that little fucking segment that he was doing. You know, it's, I, I don't even want to fucking dive into it, but I saw a lot, I saw, I saw people on Twitter like Rude Boy drop, dropping truth bombs right now. And it's just like, we get it, man. We fucking get it. And, you know, I, I mean, I agree. To a point, but it's just like how how much do we have to how much do we have to hammer that fucking point? You know what I mean? And uh, I don't know. It was a dope interview, though. And yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say, man. Rude Boy's book is fucking out now. Cop that shit. Read that shit. I know words are hard, words are intimidating, all that shit. Um, but yeah, go peep the shit. I know it's the fucking cover story of the podcast and I really didn't fucking dive into it like that. I was really honestly hoping to read more of the book than I did. I just haven't. I haven't I'll be honest, I haven't read a book in so fucking long and I've only read like, I've read less than a handful of books in my life. I just don't read books. I just don't. I do want to read the book. I just got to figure out when to fucking read the book. You know, I got to figure out within my schedule now. Maybe now that the new Call of Duty update is fucking ass, instead of playing Call of Duty, I'll read the book. I could do that. But yeah. (laughs) Go peep Rude Boy's book, man. It sounds like it's... it, It feels like it's a good read, even though I'm only a couple chapters in. So go peep that shit. I've seen a bunch of people cop it up on, you know, social medias and shit like that. So I think it's like 23 bucks free shipping if you have Amazon Prime and you'll get that shit in a couple days. Very fucking dope. But let's keep it psychopathic related. You know, Rude Boy in the interview with Don Chaos was bigging up ICP and in the interview. Very dope. 
can't fucking hate on that. You know what I mean? But we got ICP. We got ICP news. We got shit to talk about. You know, the December streams. I think they've only got, what, through two? Maybe one or two so far this month. But we got the news. On December 4th, this was last Saturday. ICP posted tonight's Catch-21 game show will be postponed. Stay tuned for more info over the next few days. So they dropped that on December 4th. And then the very next day, they wrote another fucking post up on their social medias. Get ready for the epic announcement that is going to change your lives, the size of your wallet, and maybe your grandmother's health for the better. This show right here, this show right here, this whole month is about to be free. More details and new schedule coming on Monday. And then in typical ICP fashion, Monday came and went. Monday, nothing happened. But then on Tuesday, we got the official announcement that ICP is moving the monthly streams from Patreon to Twitch. A fucking W for ICP and the Juggalos. Very fucking dope move on ICP's part. Moving the streams to Twitch for free. You don't have to pay to watch anything on Twitch. You can subscribe to ICP's channel if you do so, do so choose to. You know, if you're not familiar with Twitch, you can pay to subscribe, but it's just, it's optional. It's not mandatory that you have to subscribe to anybody's channel. And not only did they move their streams over to Twitch, but the schedule has been all fucked up because they haven't been doing their streams. Um, They did release a new schedule. There will be no Christmas show this, this year. They're moving the Christmas show back to New Year's Eve, December 31st, which will be uh, the greatest New Year's Eve show on Earth, ICP Presents. So it'll it'll be taking place at Harpo, Harpo's in the not-so-peaceful Detroit Murderous. If you did buy tickets to the Christmas show, they will be honored for the New Year's Eve show. And, you know, my biggest issue with that is uh, people taking time off. You know, they had the Christmas show on Christmas Day. Now, if people had already booked trips or anything like that to be there on Christmas Day, now it's being moved back a week because tickets were already on sale. It's kind of fucking whack. That's a, that's a whack point right there, as Jump Steady would say. That is a whack point right there because this announcing shows with very little notice or time you know most concerts you have months in advance of knowing that there's going to be a concert so you have time to figure out or time to buy tickets time to figure out if you can make it or not you know depending i mean some shit sells out mad quick but i don't think they sold out of this show i think the biggest thing that was was because it was on christmas day like who has a show on Christmas Day? But now it's on New Year's Eve. They've done New Year's Eve shows in the past plenty of fucking times. Not a big deal. 
and it would just be a dope way to fucking ring in the new year with the clowns and the juggalos and all that good shit. So Twitch, uh, the streams are moving to Twitch. The Christmas show is on New Year's Eve now. And here's the full schedule right here. We were supposed to have Juggalo Catch 21 on the 11th this past Saturday. That did not go down. Tonight, the 13th, ICP investigates the fall of the Cottonmouth Kings. We'll see if that actually goes down. Um, You know, they keep saying they have technical difficulties, which we'll get into. But we got the new schedule right here for the rest of the month. Ending with the New Year's Eve Greatest New Year's Eve show on earth. So yeah, ICP moving their shit to Twitch is a, is a fucking W. There's no other way around it. It's a W for ICP because now they can get more viewers. And not only get more viewers, there is that option for people to... They could set up donations through their Twitch. They could set up... Uh, you know, they have the subscriptions. People will subscribe. I think they're charging $25 to subscribe to their Twitch channel, which is a lot more affordable than the $66.50 that they were charging through Patreon. But with Twitch, and unlike Patreon, I don't think there's an option where they could shut off the subscription. So if you do subscribe, just be careful because even if they're not streaming next month, you still might get charged. I don't know exactly how Twitch works in that regard, but just be careful. And you know, if you subscribe this month, maybe cancel before next month starts. I don't know. But yeah, it's a, it's a big W for the Juggalos. A lot of Juggalos, you know, didn't get to watch the live streams because they just didn't subscribe to the Patreon. It was sixty six fifty. You know, people. I was one of the people saying that there should be a cheaper option. Now they're just making it completely free. This is fucking better than anything I was fucking saying. So, you know, got to give props where props are due. Props to ICP, Jump Steady, and you know whoever else helps run these monthly streams that they do. This is it's a fucking W all around. And I like it. I think it's a great fucking move, man. I can't complain about this shit at all. The only thing I can fucking complain about, I guess, right, would be, uh, you know, this past Friday, they posted, Sorry, Juggalos, unfortunately, due to some last-minute issues we're having switching over to Twitch. Tonight's Juggalo Catch 21 has been postponed, but have no fear. We will be live this Monday for ICP Investigates. Stay tuned for the new date for Catch 21. I think I said Catch 22, but it is Catch 21. And, uh, yeah, whatever issues they're having, getting this Catch 21 show going, I don't know. It ain't that fucking hard to stream to Twitch. It it really isn't. I I can't say how hard it is to switch to Patreon, but I can't imagine, you know, they always had difficulties doing that shit as well. But I know firsthand it's really not that difficult to stream to Twitch. It's pretty fucking straightforward, you know, run some OBS shit. It's pretty basic. 
and they've done this enough to where they could figure it out. Don't know what's going on with the delays, you know, what the technical difficulties are, but I mean, we, we should have this shit figured out by now, right? We should have it figured out by right. But considering it's fucking free and you ain't got to pay for the shit. I mean, you should still fucking stick to your word and schedule that you put out. But I'm, I, you know, as long as tonight goes through with the ICP investigates Cottonmouth King shit, if they can get back on schedule with that shit and then go forward with the rest of the month, because I mean, shit, we're damn near halfway through this month. And they've only had a, a couple of these streams go through. I don't remember the first few shows that they had scheduled. But yeah, I'm especially looking forward to the ICP Investigates the Cottonmouth King special. I'd love to hear their take on this shit, you know? It's not often you hear other acts, artists, groups, whatever, comment on shit like this. You know, if you remember back in the day, Cottonmouth Kings was supposed to you know, it was in the plans for Cottonmouth Kings to sign to Psychopathic with Twisted. Like, it was going to be Cottonmouth Kings, Twisted. I think Misery was on the label at that point still. And, you know, Cottonmouth, we know the Cottonmouth history for the most part. You know, they went and did their own thing, Suburban Noise, with Capital. Then they ended up going independent on their own instead of doing the Psychopathic thing. That shit would have been crazy, though. Like, what would have happened... If Cottonmouth sounded psychopathic, they, they probably would have got dropped with quickness. Like they like they did on that fucking tour they had uh, back in the day. They were just too rowdy for the clowns, which is, again, like a, a crazy thought. Like as a, another group too crazy for ICP, you know? But I'm looking forward to hearing them break that shit down. And the rest of the streams, man, I've always said these streams that they've put together are... They're just, it's good. They're good. I mean, you know, props to Jump Steady for putting all this shit together with, you know, with the clowns and whoever else helps him put them together. But, you know, I dig it. I always dig the more of the podcast style shows more than anything else. But regardless, you're going to be entertained. And I'm looking forward to see how the rest of these December streams play out for the rest of the month I really am and not only that but we got the United States of Insanity you know the documentary that was in movie theaters that I couldn't make it to unfortunately I really wanted to make it but you know other plans um, that I had prevented me from seeing that shit but if you didn't catch the United States of Insanity in movie theaters, it is available now digitally through Apple TV, Google Play, YouTube, iTunes, a whole bunch of other shit. I'm actually going to look it up on YouTube right now. Um, I thought it was on demand, but it's sounding like that you got to pay 10 bucks to watch the documentary. And I'm going to look it up, see if I can find it up on YouTube. And I don't think I can. Oh, buy or rent. Here it is. 
up on YouTube. Let's see. Buy or rent. You could rent it. HD for four ninety nine. Uh, you could start the movie within thirty days, and then you have forty eight hours after you first start it to watch it back. So you could watch it as much as you want, forty eight hours for five bucks, or you could buy the movie for in HD on YouTube for twelve ninety nine. As far as the other DSPs, I don't know how much they're charging for the United States of Insanity to watch it. But it is available. I guess we call it pay-per-view. I thought it was on demand. I did say it was on demand on my social medias, and that's my bad. I didn't realize you had to pay for the shit, but you could watch it for about 10 bucks up on all the DSPs that offer this shit. Apple, Apple TV, Google Play, YouTube. Voodoo, iTunes, Microsoft. I don't know if it's up on Amazon Prime. Anything like that, but I still haven't seen it. I heard it was good. I heard not much new information was released about it, but it was still a good watch. I'll probably peep it out at some point. And yeah, that's that's fucking it for ICP news, man. WW for them moving the streams. To Twitch. Like, I can't fucking talk, man. I go, I go off for two weeks and I can't talk. But yeah. The streams are free on Twitch now. Super dope. I love that shit. And, uh, yeah. Let's hope that they can get on schedule with streams for the rest of the month. Seems to be their biggest issue right now is actually doing the streams. So, we'll have to just wait and see. Let's get it to some Ouija Max shit. I actually found Ouija Max, you know, quote unquote, personal page. You know, artists have these uh, personal pages, quote unquote, where they tend to release news that they don't release to their other social media pages. And I saw him comment on the fourth element. He, you know, dropped a post. He said, the music I'm working on for the next element is beyond anything I've ever imagined. The journey has made it so powerful already. The fourth element is truly the strongest of them all in every way, and it's not even done yet. So this dude just dropped Pretty Ugly 2, and he's already working on the fourth and final element, Stillwind. I'm hyped for it, man. Especially after this Pretty Ugly 2 shit and all the new different sounds that Devereaux was working on on that project is fucking fire i'm still bumping that shit repeatedly i'm hyped for i mean i'm hyped for fucking ouija man i think i've made it fucking clear that this dude is the shit i love this dude's music and i'm hyped for it still win the next element possibly the next release from ouija mac who knows maybe he'll remember when we were waiting for wasteland all that time and then he he was giving us the resistance walk to wasteland, fucking hell's hollow tape, pretty ugly Zodiac. And it was like, dude, just give us wasteland. Granted wasteland just dropped a little over a year ago. So as much as I do want it, we just got the third element about a year ago. And I mean, dude dropped three projects this year. Anyway, you know, dropped the baby, baby E project. 
that he did with that dude. He dropped Dirtbag and Pretty Ugly 2. I did see Death Plus post on Twitter saying the next EP with Ouija Mac would be dropping on the 17th, but he took the post down. So I don't know if it's actually going to happen or not. And I didn't get a screenshot of it. Why I didn't get a screenshot of it, I don't fucking know. But I synced it. I synced it with these two eyes. Four eyes, actually. I synced it with these four eyes. Death Plus saying the next EP project with Ouija is dropping this month. So, you know, we'll just have to stay tuned and see if that shit actually drops or not. But Ouija Mac is killing it, man. I was bumping pretty ugly, too. I mean, I've been bumping it pretty much nonstop since it dropped because that shit is fucking fire. It's become one of my favorite projects of the year. Love that shit. Super dope. And then keeping it somewhat psychopathic related, Tom Wood, the dude who designed the Yum Yum Bedlam um, Joker's card, he designed Fearless Fred Fury as well, I believe. And he does all the cool fucking graphics for ICP for their Into the Echo side game and a bunch of other graphics. Well, he's getting in the NFT game and you can get the Bang Pow Boom Skulls um, as an NFT. Now, I'm pretty clueless when it comes to NFTs. I don't, I don't fully understand NFTs. He is limiting, limiting these NFTs to 500 and each one costs roughly $700, depending on what the Ethereum coin or whatever the fuck it is, is going for that day. It's going to cost you a roughly about $700 for one of these. And there's a total of 2000 in existence. If this dude could sell 2000 of these NFTs for $700 a piece props to Tom Wood. Like I said, I don't know how this NFT shit works. But if he can sell those shits for $700 a pop and 2,000 of them, I mean, you're making a fucking nice little chunk of fucking change right there. And he's going to get a percentage of what? Like, I don't know how NFTs work. Apparently, you could sell them after you get them. And... I don't know, five, like 500 of each? Does that make it rare? Like, how do, how, how do NFTs work? Like, is that rare or not? I don't fucking know. $700 for an NFT? Is that expensive or not? I just don't know. But the option is there for you to buy the shit if you fucking so please. So, I mean, the, the Bank Pop Boom... Design that Tom Wood did is fucking fire. I love this shit. You know, you got the blue, red, green, and then the nuclear edition. That nuclear edition one looks fucking dope. So yeah, if you so fucking please to fucking cop you an NFT, you could do that shit. They're available now. And then I know this is old news at this point, right? This shit happened last week, a fucking week and a half ago. But 3-6 Mafia versus Bone Thugs and Harmony. The verses went down. I wanted to talk about it last week, but, you know, I was sick of shit and couldn't do last week's show. But here we are. 
Like I said, I know it's old news, but I don't give a fuck. We got to talk about it. 3-6 Mafia versus Bone Thugs. The verses. It was dope. I, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I watched the replay. I was sick as shit. I couldn't watch it live. So I watched the replay on YouTube the next day. We all know the fucking, you know, the, the headlines. Busy Bone starting to fight with 3-6 Mafia, you know. Ain't gonna let these ugly motherfuckers mock me while I'm up on stage doing my songs and, you know, calling out Gangsta Boo and shit. DJ Paul, Juicy J charging them. Like, shit got hectic for a minute, you know. It was kind of, it was kind of dope <laughs> that it was, you know, we, 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 you know, it was kind of unsafe for a second, but at the same time, it's like, really, man? Been in this game for 30 fucking years. Is that what we're really trying to do in our 40s, probably close to 50s at this point? Trying to fucking fight on stage and shit? It's kind of weak on Busy's part, but dope at the same time, if that makes sense. Um, But, you know, I took to Twitter as I was watching it. I didn't really see much feedback of the verses. I did obviously see see clips of the performances. Whole bunch of special features. Uh, special guests were brought out. Bone Thugs brought out. Uh, Lil John. Uh, who else they bring out? They brought out uh, Chameleonaire, right? They brought out Chameleonaire, I believe. Whole bunch of motherfuckers guests were brought out. 3-6 brought out fucking Terrence Howard. They brought out uh, Wheezy, Lil Wayne. They brought out Project Pat, LeChat were in the motherfucking building. Uh, 8-Ball and MJG were in the building. Like, it was just... The guests, the special guests were super fucking dope. Um, And the performances... I dug both performances from Bone Thugs. 3-6, I saw people saying Bone Thugs were born. 3-6 were hype. Excuse me. But the way I fucking, the way I saw this shit go down, I felt like Bone Thugs won this versus. And it really wasn't even close. I think I scored this, what, 12-6 to 1? You know, one song was a tie. You know, because they go song for song. So that's how I was fucking doing it. Did 3-6 Mafia have the better hyper performance? Yeah, they were more hyped than Bone Thugs, but Bone Thugs just played the better songs, in my opinion. Round one, 3-6, who run it versus Bone Thugs, No Surrender. No Surrender takes that easy. I, lo- I love who run it, but No Surrender, top five Bone Thugs song for me. So No Surrender, easy right there. Round two, Tear the Club Up versus Body Rock. This could go either way. This could go either way. Tear the Club Up, one of my favorite. And it's just an, you know, a classic 3-6 Mafia song versus Body Rot. Body Rot is one, another one of my favorite Bone Thug songs. Hard as fuck. Great, great, great song matchup right here. It could go either way, but I gave it with Body Rot. I was disappointed they didn't let Crazy perform his verse on Body Rot because he has my favorite verse on there. But Busy performed his verse on there, and he fucking killed it on there. Anyway, so I gave that one to Body Rot. So 2 nothing, Bone Thugs after two rounds. Round three, hit a motherfucker 
versus Look Into My Eyes. Again, both dope songs, but hit a motherfucker from 3-6? Come on. Off Chapter 2 World Domination, that shit is just mosh pit music, fight music. Love that shit. As much as I like Look Into My Eyes, it ain't got shit on hit a motherfucker. So we give that one to 3-6 Mafia. Round four, sipping on some scissor versus Buddha lovers. Another close, close one right here. I seen people give this one to Buddha lovers, but I had to give it to sipping on scissor, man. Rest in peace, Pimp C. I just love sipping on scissor. That shit is fucking fire. So two, two after four rounds, it's tied up. Round five, ass and titties versus days of our lives. I'm not a big fan of days of our lives. And I fuck with ass and titties, so I had to give it to ass and titties. Three, two, three, six. Round six, riding spinners versus bumping the trunk. Never heard bumping the trunk before. Uh, and riding spinners, not one of my favorite three six mafia songs, but I, you know, I don't mind it, and I don't, I don't hate it, I don't love it. It's just in the middle. I gave that one to riding spinners. Uh, four to two, three, six mafia after six rounds, round seven, gangsta boo solo shit. I'm so, I was super surprised. They let gangsta boo do some solo shit. She played where them dollars at and bone thugs played resurrection paper, paper. That's a fire fucking song. But I gave that one to gangsta boo and three, six mafia where them dollars at four to two, um, after six rounds. Did I say, no, wait. Five to two, sorry, after seven rounds. Three, six. Round eight, popping my collar versus for the love of money. Love popping my collar. But love for the love of money just a little bit more. Popping my collar is fire, but for the love of money, just a little bit more. Had to give that one to Bone Thugs. Five to three after eight rounds. Round nine, side to side from three, six, and riding dirty. I love ride, I love side to side. You know, off the most unknowns, most known unknowns. And then the Ride and Dirty remix from Bone Thugs. I just, as much as that song was played the fuck out back in the day, I love that shit. Had to give it to Ride and Dirty. And they brought out Chameleon Air for that one. Super dope. And then, so we are five to four, three, six Mafia. Round 10, Bands of Maker Dance versus I Don't Give a Fuck. I mean, this is where Three Six Mafia started losing me. They started playing that Juicy J solo shit, like his new shit. I don't like bands that make a dance. I never liked bands make a dance. I don't give a fuck with Lil John. I mean, come on, come on. That's fucking mosh pit music. Shit's all over bands that make a dance any day. Five to five after ten rounds, tied up. Round eleven, Chicken Head versus Thuggish Ruggish Bone. Chickenhead, Project Pat, LaChat came out. Fire. I love that song so much. Super dope. But Thuggish, Ruggish Bone? I had to give it to Thuggish, Ruggish Bone. 6-5 Bone Thugs. Round 12. Zip in a Double Cup versus For Smokers Only. Never heard Zip in a Double Cup. Had to give it to For Smokers Only. Fire fucking track. 7-5 Bone Thugs. Round 13. International Players Anthem versus Thug Love. Dope round right here. Very dope round. But Thug Love with Tupac. And they let Busy Bone rock that fucking verse. And that's like one of my favorite Busy Bone verses. Had to give it to Thug Love. That shit was fucking fire. 
8-5 Bone Thugs. Round 14, Crunk Ain't Dead versus East 1999. I ain't never heard Crunk Ain't Dead. East 1999 is fucking classic. Had to give it to them. 9-5 Bone Thugs. For Every Day versus Notorious Thugs. This ain't even a fucking competition at this point. Bone Thugs is running away with the victory. 10-5 Bone Thugs. Right? Is that 10 5? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 10 5 Bone Thugs. And then we had Stay Fly versus Mo, Mo Murder. I love Stay Fly. Fucking dope track. Uh, they brought out 8 Ball and MJG and Young Buck for this shit. But Mo Murder, gotta go with Mo Murder, man. That run right there solidified Bone Thugs victory for me. Just because they were playing that Juicy J solo shit. I don't give a fuck. If that shit is popular or not now, I just don't like it. Not compared to the old 3-6 Mafia shit. And then 3-6 Mafia came out with Hard Out Here for a Pimp. Brought out Terrence Howard. And then uh, Bone Thugs played Friday. That was a Busy Bone solo track, I believe. Had to give it to Hard Out Here for a Pimp. Just for the fact they brought out Terrence Howard. And that song is fucking fire, man. I don't give a shit. Love that shit. And then 3-6 Mafia came out. Uh, with Dark Horse, you know, that's that Katy Perry joint with 3-6 Mafia, fucking, I mean, Juicy J. And then Bone Thugs played Breakdown, that's the joint with Mariah Carey. Both those songs are fucking poop emojis, so that's a tie. Because I, I don't like either one, so. Then we had Half on a Sack versus The Weed Song. Had to go with Half on a Sack from 3-6 Mafia over Weed Song, even though I like Weed Song. Had to give it to Half on a Sack, it's just super dope. And then to end it out, Slob on My Knob versus Crossroads. That matchup don't even make sense, but I just had to give it to Crossroads because it's just such an iconic track. Slob on My Knob is super fucking dope, though. But Bone Thugs took that versus, man. I don't give a fuck if 3-6 Mafia had the better performance, were more hype on stage, played the more popular current songs. It's not... Me, personally, I wanted to hear. That's not how I'm judging that versus. I don't, you know, I don't want to hear the Katy Perry shit. I don't want to hear that new solo Juicy J shit. I want to hear motherfucking Late Night Tip. Why we ain't play Late Night Tip. Classic 3-6 Mafia shit. Why we ain't play anything else off Chapter 2, off the end, off when the smoke clears. You know what I mean? Why ain't we playing more of the old shit? I don't want to hear the new shit. And a lot of people gave 3-6 Mafia the victory just because of the newer relevant shit. And, I mean, you must be a fan, you know, you got to be a fan of the shit to, to vote for it, right? But me personally, Bone Thugs played the better songs. Just played the better songs easily, man. So that's how I broke that shit down. I was disappointed in 3-6 Mafia's performance. I had 3-6 Mafia going into that. I had them winning that shit. I knew, I, I felt like it was going to be close. It turns out it wasn't even close at all. I thought it was going to be a lot more closer than it was. And I thought 3-6 Mafia was going to play a lot more of the classics. The classics. Yes, maybe break out one or two of the newer shit. But... You know, Bone Thugs stuck with the classics and it won them the verses for me. I know 
a lot of people are giving that one to 3-6, but me personally, I felt like Bone Thugs won that shit based off song selection alone. But regardless, it was still fucking dope verses. One of my favorite verses that happened yet. And I love both groups, man. Probably both in my top 10, like I've said before. So as much as I was disappointed in 3-6 Mafia's song selection towards the end, like middle to end of this shit, it was still fun to watch. And, you know, I was sick as shit on the couch, fucking throwing elbows and shit, you know, very gently. But I was still throwing them shits. But Bone Thugs won that shit. And ain't nothing you could tell me. Ain't nothing you could tell me about that. <laughs> but yeah. And when I posted that shit on Twitter, I didn't think it was going to be controversial. Like, I thought it was fucking clear as day that Bone Thugs won that shit. But apparently not. And it, it, it is all subjective, too, as well. It really is subjective. But let's get into a few more new releases that drop before we bounce the fuck up out of here. Polly Rotten, Worcester Mass native, Polly Rotten. He dropped a new song called Detour. This is some personal shit that he put out, excuse me, that you could really, like, anybody could really relate to. The song is fucking dope. He dropped a video for it. This dude kills it with the video shit, you know. He's a hometown guy for me. I fucks with Polly Rotten. Peep out the single Detour. I did uh I did post it on last week's playlist. It ain't on this week's playlist, but go peep that shit if you get a chance. And then we got Crossworm, also known as Animal, and now no also known as Heathen. You know, I I know I put a few people onto the Animal project or projects that dropped you know, he was doing that synth, dark synth shit, and it was fucking fire. Well, he's got a new alias, another new alias, and he's dropping a new project, uh, four projects this month, all instrumentals. We got Compliance, Defiance, Violence, and Silence. December 8th, 15th, 22nd, and 29th, we're getting these new instrumental EPs, from Heathen, also known as Crossworm. Heathen is out now, and um, I'm, I'm sorry, Compliance is out now. Defiance will be dropping this week, and followed by Violence and Silence as well. So I wanted to get that out there. I did listen to a couple of the instrumentals off of Compliance, and I love Crossworm's production. I love his style of production. So I was digging it. If you like instrumental projects, check them out when they drop. If not, so fucking be it. And then we got Darby O'Trill and Devereaux. The re-release of Piecemeal is available for purchase on the LSP web store. This is the re-release of Piecemeal, which we covered when it first was released. We got um, new updated artwork, new updated songs. Uh, it's remastered, all that good shit. It will be coming to digitally at some point. I don't know when. I haven't seen a release date for it yet. But Darby O'Trill's project, Piecemeal, produced by Devereaux, is out now. And like I said, when that project first dropped, is a dope listen. 
If you haven't checked it out yet, you got to do it now. I'm curious to hear how this new version is compared to the original. And yeah, man, motherfuckers just staying busy. And Darby O'Trill has already got his next project in the works. I'm going to see if I can look it up. I know, I know he's released the title for it, but I got to look the shit up because I don't remember it off the top of my head. And we all know fucking Darby uh, Devereaux fucking kills it with the production as well. Like his shit stays fucking bumping. And Darby O'Trill dropped the video for Organ Donor as well. That shit, very dope. You know, he's got Shaggy the Airhead in it. Everybody's fucking in that video. Uh, the next album, I think it's called Gully. Gully is his next project that he's got coming out. I believe that one's going to be produced by Devereaux as well. And Devereaux, like I said a couple weeks back, Devereaux is that fucking guy, man. Ain't nothing you can tell me. But Devereaux is that fucking dude in the underground as far as producers go. And he stays fucking killing it. We're an hour and ten in. Pretty dope episode. If I say so myself, fucking thank you for tuning in. And again, thank you for holding it the fuck down for me last week while I was out. Sick. Sicker than a motherfucker, but we're back. And don't forget, right now, BeneathDirt.com. It'll bring you to my store frontier page. The Beneath the Dirt shirts and hoodies are in and you can cop that shit oh man i'm super fucking hyped look at that shit clear dope print big as fuck i love it man cop you a t-shirt if you can cop you a hoodie if you can much fucking love thank you for tuning in i'm Ron bone of the beneath the dirt podcast and until next time i'm out peace